Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. Welcome to episode 65 of the Business Breakthrough Podcast. My guests today are so much fun. I've been cracking up just getting them set up for the show. You guys, you are in for a total treat. Robin Kennedy, welcome to the show. Hello. You hear it, guys. You hear it in their voice. You know you're going to have fun today. So Robin (laughs) Kennedy, see, they know, are the most unlikely entrepreneurs you'll ever meet. Sporting hairstyles that look like comic book characters and backgrounds in psychology, hypnosis, and show business, it's hard to believe they are serial entrepreneurs with an uncanny knack for building businesses with riotous email marketing. And you have to, if you are listening to this on the road, you must click through the link at sdran.com slash 65 and see them. They are really fun looking. Sorry guys, like you just, you are that means really weird. fun looking. That means strange, doesn't no, it? No, fun, I didn't say funny, I said fun. Super fun. fun. <laughs> okay, there's a fine line between funny and fun. Just two letters and Y. Yeah, that N and that Y is gonna get you <laughs> in so much trouble. Oh my gosh, guys, this is awesome. Welcome to the show. Hello, it's good to be here. I'm really excited. Hmm. It's so good to have you. So before we kick off and hear a little more about this backstory of psychology, hypnosis, show business, you mm-hmm. said something super interesting to me before in the green room, and I want to I want to kick off with that. You said you have a policy of radical transparency, where everyone in your company knows every number. And I know this is something a lot of business owners struggle with: how much to tell their staff, how much not, how much to reveal. And most business owners hold their cards very close to their chest. Bookkeeping is the hardest thing for them to give over. They never want anyone to know what's going on behind the scenes. Can you just tell us a little bit about like why did you choose to do that? The problem that most businesses have is attracting the really good people and then keeping the really good people you've attracted. And the reason people leave a business, if you look at any business, is usually because of they don't trust the people in charge. If you trust the people who are in charge, then you stick around because you know they've got your back. And one of the easiest ways to build trust is that everybody knows where you're at. So our staff are completely aware of exactly where the business is at, where that is compared to the plan. So they know that we are supposed to get to this point by December 2019. And as long as we're on track for that, everything is good. If we're not on track for that, things are kind of bad. And if things get really bad, we go to a, we go to a red light and we're like, panic! <laughs> they'll know if we get there. And they'll know. So it builds massive trust with us. And it means there's none of that sort of whispering behind closed doors of oh, what's happening there. If you could see our office right now, we have one room. We are open plan. The board table, the boardroom table is in the room right here because there are no, pri- there's no need for private meetings. The only exception is if it's a personal issue that a member of staff wants to talk about because, of course, they've got the right to that. But in terms of Rob and I sitting and having a heated discussion about, no, my hair is better than your hair. No, my hair is better than your hair. <laughs> if we didn't have any of those discussions, we'll have it right. Sorry. We'll need- I might be Rob. I might be Rob. <laughs> what? There we go. That's just rude. It's the coloring. It's like they can see exactly where we're at, and that's really to the point that actually, very recently, we did. uh, So, I mean, obviously, we do have conversations ourselves first. You know, we we plan the business and then present it to them. So, we did a a whole day of strategy planning for the next quarter uh, and the next three years, actually, just very recently. And in that, there are details like 
the, you know, the salaries we want to pay ourselves out of the business and all of those things. And we were ready to take it through and present it to the staff. And we just sat and said, there's nothing on here. There's nothing on here we want to take out. We're just going to, we're just going to show it to them. Like we've got nothing to hide. So we just came in, sat it down, laid it out. And Cause they're not stupid. They know why we're here. They know we're not here because we really want to give you a lovely job and a fabulous place to work and buy pizzas at weekends. Like that's not the reason we're here. The reason we're here is because at some point, yes, w- some point I want to buy a yacht, you know, I would love to buy seven. If- <laughs> And a and a Maserati, perhaps. <laughs> Maybe just 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 the six, right? Or a McLaren. Eh, anything beginning with M. Any <laughs> car beginning with M. Maserati, McLaren, <laughs> mm, Ford. <laughs> Have you seen <laughs> Mustang? Mustang. Mustang. That's there the one. You've got people that are American brand like, what are they? Maple. <laughs> but what about that awkward feeling of like? we pay our people way less than we pay ourselves. And then like, we're showing them, Hey, we want to take out like 10 times as much as we pay you. Um, Mm -hmm. isn't that like awkward sauce? Nah. Uh, well, I think it's concerning for like, we've got to remember that people are not stupid and people know, people can see like they can make a pretty good estimation as to how much turnover, a company's making like how much how, how much income it's making so it's very easy then to go okay well if you're not paying all of that on two members of staff because we're a team of four so if you don't pay, pay that on two members of staff the rest of it's going somewhere you keep buying nicer clothes go inside <laughs> and you can go on holiday four times this year or vacation four times this year i know where it's going like let's treat people like people like, i think they're, they're smart i think if you're worried about that you've hired the wrong people like totally. you need to hire the people who love what they do and of course, they're doing it for the money. They're doing it because they get paid for it. But they, they love what they do, and they love being part of what you build. And then, and they know that they're an, they're an employee. They are part of a team, uh, and that's a different mindset to being the entrepreneur who builds the thing and steers the ship. We're so culture driven, even as a, even as a micro business here, based in the northeast of England, we are. 100% culture driven rather than anything else. So we've built a culture here purposely where they are addicted to the stuff that we do. They absolutely love the fact that, you know, Grace, who's our content marketing and partner manager, partner coordinator, um, she, her, she's like, oh, I'll just check in on that thing at the weekend or last night now at 2 a.m. I got this message from this customer. And like, we don't pay overtime. Like a train just belting down the tracks, doesn't stop, just plows on through the weekend. If something needs doing, just gets done. Do you remember that conversation? She came in one day and she went, so guys, I've got a bone to pick with you. We were like, yeah, what's that? She said, I was lying in bed last night. I was dozing off to sleep and I was thinking about something to do a response to me. And then I realized, damn it, you've got me. And, and, <laughs> and, and that's what it's about. It's about being infectious. What if you had a product and a culture where it's so, so towards a cause, so towards something that people can get on board with that they live and breathe it. They're going to make better decisions in the business and they're going to be there for you. I love it. I love it. And guys, all of you listening who are like, no, I can't tell my staff. And no, I so 100% agree with you. Um, yeah. It, it really is everything to trust your people, to have everyone on board, to have that one mindset. It's that sense of distrust of that tug of war. If you're concerned to let your team know your numbers, that's why there's a concern for them to know your numbers. Like it is what feeds itself. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, how yeah. do you get here? The cool hair, the cool office and all. What, what was this? this just mean like the <laughs> highlight version. Like, Psychology, so, hypnosis, show business, email response marketing. Like what? So, 
yeah. So our background, as we, as you know, is in show business and entertainment. I'm actually a comedy stage hypnotist, which means that I travel around the place now for about three months of the year performing a comedy stage hypnosis show. Uh, Kennedy's a mind reader at corporate events, awards, dinners, uh, sometimes on cruise ships and that kind of thing. So you go out and read, well you, com- well, you talk about that. Yeah. So I combine psychology, body language, reading people, understanding people with uh, sort of Comedy, we'll call it loosely. Uh, people laugh anyway. Uh, at, at conferences and awards dinners like that. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. But and what's really interesting is in both of our jobs, and this is it's through that's how these, we became friends. My, yeah, exactly. It, we ended up we end up understanding people quite well. So we understand what motivates people, what it is that inspires people, what makes them take action, what causes fear, what stops people from doing the things we want them to do and stops them from helping themselves to take action. And so if you can use that and tap into that psychology then it's quite easy to then make a, an impact with a business and certainly come up with products that will actually help people to do those things. Mm. And along the way, we realized we have tons of time sitting around. So sometimes we'll travel for up to 20 hours or more, actually, to do one hour on stage um, with this massive traveling time. So that means that we spend a lot of time in hotel airport, uh, hotels, departure lounges of airports, uh, on the train, that kind of thing. And that's lots of time to sit around and not do anything. And people say, oh, that sounds very glamorous. And it's really not. It's really boring. And yeah, it's after, after that person's like been feeding you grapes for the first two hours, it becomes boring. <laughs> I'm like, what am I going to do? So we that's what independent- I said to my friend, by the way. Like, oh, sorry. You go, and then I'll tell you a really funny story. <laughs> so independently, years ago, we both started. We were both entertainers. We became friends through that. We met at a magician's convention, of all things. Yeah, and then off the back of that, we both started our own businesses. We both discovered the idea of building email lists and being able to sell stuff on the internet. And we both started info product business, so selling training courses, that kind of thing. Mine were about hypnosis. Yours were about helping entertainers to build a better business as an entertainer. Um, and that was it. We, we kind of grew from there. And along the way, we stumbled across a problem with the way we were marketing and something we wanted to solve. And that led to the creation of a piece of software. And that's where response we came from, basically. That's how we end up in this office and get to have this level of fun speaking to people like you every day. <laughs> what was your that story? I'm awesome. curious now. Oh, okay. So the story. So um, I, when I was flown out for a conference once, so I took a red eye out and then I stopped by an old friend to like freshen up change and get ready to go speak and she's like just going on and on about oh my gosh and like you're so glamorous and she's like you know home with her kids I'm like I just want to ask you who slept in a bed last night and who slept on a chair on an airplane okay <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah yeah very it. true so that's true. the long and the short of it you know it, it looks and it sounds so glamorous but at the end of the day who slept in a bed and who slept on an airplane <laughs> yep who saw their family who was away yeah so tell me more about response suite so i hear a little bit the journey and i totally get it you know marketing is all about the people right the way i teach yeah. it it's the creation and communication of value of your product or service to your target audience to convince them to buy if you know the target audience and you know how to create and communicate value and you know how to convince people of stuff because that's what entertainers kind of do you are a marketer like it's just built right. in it's the same skills, the same skills about having an impact and talking to people and having communication. The problem with most marketing, especially now, is, let me tell you a quick story. My dad called me up a few weeks ago now, and he said, Kennedy, are you watching that thing on BBC on, on the TV? And I said, no. And the reason I wasn't watching that thing is because that's not how I or people of this generation consume content anymore. We don't, remember the days when we were all younger, and we used to rush home from school or rush home from work to catch our favorite show. Now totally. we don't. 
I'm pre-scheduling my little um, DVR to make sure it like catches. I have before 100%. DVR, I actually got a TV VCR combo so that I wow. could time it to record my show in case I wasn't there. There you go. And what was your show? Do you remember? What was your thing? <laughs> Buffy Something the Vampire really Slayer. It was what? Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Excellent. Brilliant. Okay. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Beautiful, lovely, lovely. Okay, great. So we don't consume content like anymore. What we do now is we go home and we use, we, we tune into my favorite show. I might be watching whatever the heck I'm watching this week and I'm doing Netflix, I'm doing Prime, I'm doing whatever the service might be. And even now the BBC and the other proper TV channels are having to do these catch-up services online now because they have to fall in line. So the, that basically has bred a total, a total change in the way that people think about things and the way they expect things. So... If we are just mailing our lists or throwing content out on our platforms or however the heck you communicate with your audience, with your crowd, with your tribe, is just blanket the same to everybody, then it's no wonder people are seeing lower engagement, lower open rates, less comments on their stuff, less likes, less followers, because we're treating them like they're all the same. And I like to, we like to think of marketing as modern marketing, as like, do you remember those choose your own adventure stories where you'll be flicking through and it's like, if you think the kid turned left down the scary street, you turn a page 26. And yes. if you think you turn right, they were awesome. I Imagine talk about them all the time. <laughs> right? Do you remember, was it Goosebumps, the R.L. Stein ones? Yeah. I don't think, I didn't used to read Goosebumps, but I used to read these other ones, which exactly that. If you, and that's everything today's choose your own adventure. That's, I, I, oh, I love you guys. This is exactly right. right. So, so <laughs> it's rather than blanket marketing, it's this thing called mass personalization. In fact, we'd go so far as to say that if you look at modern businesses who are really making headway right now, the idea, and I'm going to say something really controversial. So I know there's going to be a lot of people disagree with us, but think about this. Allow, imagine what would happen if this was true. You know that whole thing of create a customer avatar, create some personas? What if that really wasn't that relevant? Because does anybody fit into one of three, four, or five buckets? Probably not. Because I have very different preferences to everybody else who might fit into the bucket of mind reader because I've got extremely different tastes. So this idea that it's mass personalization where I have a whole bunch of different characteristics that make me individual and now you only communicate things to me which are exactly relevant to me, you're going to get higher engagement from me and from the next guy and from the next girl and from the next person. And that happens for every single person across that range. I mean, think about this as a really abstract example. Let's imagine somebody wants to get from London to Paris. They have the same basic goal. They want to get from London to Paris. But some people are the Are you Paris to Berlin? Paris to Berlin. there's a really cool song, song about yeah. that. So people want to get from <laughs> London to Paris. Well, how, they, how you get there is very different. I have a friend who would absolutely hitchhike from one place to the next. Then... Other people would like to drive and go over the Eurotunnel. Other people will only fly on a plane or they'll get the coach and take a coach trip. They're all trying to do the same thing, but they'd like to live that out in a totally different way. So we can't assume that just because somebody's coming to our audience because they want to achieve a goal, that they are motivated by the same things, frightened about the same things. It's the same things keeping them up at night. They might be on the same highway, but they all want to take different exits to do the thing in their own way. And that's Fair. where response week came from, right? So, okay, but I got to contest you for a second on this because no. maybe we're going to say the same thing, but maybe not. So mm -hmm. the way I teach it, I call it wide net, small net. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So fisherman goes out and he's got this net and he's going, he's catching some fish. And then he's like, what? hey, I got this net. If I make it bigger, I'm going to catch more fish. So he widens his net, throws mm -hmm. it out and all the fishies throw, fall through the holes because when you widen a net, your holes get bigger. 
right? Sure. So that's generalized marketing to a general. Or you catch lots more fish, but you also, because you've widened the net, you also catch some tires. You also get, <laughs> you also get like a, you, you also get like, I don't know, a piston. Like you get also get loads of stuff you didn't want. Fair enough. Fair enough. However, you can go out with a little net. So we call it micro-targeting, where you do exactly. design micro-avatars and you exactly. really picture your... Oh, so we're saying the same thing. Good. I thought we're you were saying, saying no more target avatars. We're just saying micro-target. Make we're the saying avatar. Not, certainly not one. So the old idea of create your customer avatar and then stick to that is, is gone. This is a, a, like, a... Because whatever you do and whoever you sell, you don't sell to one type of person anymore. Even if okay. you think, well, I only sell to I only sell to pregnant women in their thirties, you might think there's only one type of person there. That's a customer avatar. Okay, only only just ah, uh, demographic have, and psychographic. Okay, here's the they key. all have different wants, emotions, fears, etc. That's the psychographic. So when right. you segment, so the way we design avatars, and I, and I think this is super insane. It's not just the demographic. People used to target just what we call demographic, which I think you could find yep. in a sentence and sent this. And that's what mass media did. I actually was speaking to a guy about taking the podcast onto general broadcast radio. And he's like, Esty, broadcast is broadcast. It's not yep. broad enough. And I'm like, but everyone wants this. But he was totally right. Podcasts are neat. And that's why podcasts are cannibalizing radio. Because right. everyone wants to hear it. They don't want to hear like some general show about money. They want right. to hear about dealing with money when you're married three years with two small children and two working parents and how does that work? And Absolutely. what's great about the way that we work at Response Suite and what we help businesses to do is that you can build your business as broad and as wide as you want. You can build your email list. You can build your social following. You can build your audience as big and vast and wide as you want. The key isn't in who you attract and what you build. It's the way that you communicate with them. So it's you need to just micro-segment them. So what, what we do at Response Suite is basically imagine for most people, a survey is what we call the cul-de-sac of marketing where you get some feedback on how well you did this month and did you do less badly this month than you did in the previous month all you, you can do is look at some pie charts or whatever and, and say go, that's quite good that's quite bad oh dear we need to fix that what if instead rather than the end of a marketing or a sales process what if a survey was the fulcrum what if it was the moment that you end and get feedback on one marketing process and then you ask what somebody else needs next and begin the new sales process so hey what did you think of our Twitter campaign we ran for you last month. That's great. Which of these is your current pain point? And now, because what we designed at Response Suite is a survey application, which you can build super easy, but has marketing superpowers. So it actually talks to your email marketing system. It talks to your CRM. It builds your Facebook audiences. And, and it will continue to evolve into other technologies. So now, as soon as somebody completes a survey, not only do you have that feedback, but that feedback is not locked. It's not trapped inside of a CSV file or a pie chart. It's now tagging somebody in your Infusionsoft or it's tagging somebody in your, whatever your CRM is. Wait, wait, so now, now explain this. Hold on, because we're getting tech terms and guys, all of you listening, I will, I will define these, but first I have to understand what this thing does. Okay. What does the thing do? So imagine- no, I'm a if, I'm, I'm a I geek out on this stuff. So explain right. it to me and then together we'll explain it to all our listeners who don't- well, Let's base it back by right, Yeah, so let's imagine that you have an email list of people or a social media following and you want to find out more about them, who they are, what they want and how you can serve them best, what program, product, service they need to buy from you. They're all going to be different because they're all at different stages and they're all at different levels. So you can run a survey. Now, if you use most survey applications, what happens is you say, what do you need? What's your biggest struggle right now? You'd ask some questions and people fill those questions in and then you can go and you can look at a pie chart or a bar graph and you can say, okay, great. 30% of my people want this and 70% of people want this. And that's great. 
but you don't know who those people are and nothing really happens other than you look at the data. What happens with response suite is as soon as somebody fills out that survey, what happens is it goes back to your email system and it says, okay, great. Uh, Jeff, he wants help with this and he's currently in this position. Whereas Carol, she wants help with this and she's currently in this position. And it segments them with tags or lists inside your autoresponder, inside your CRM. So now specifically every, on what they want. So now whenever you want to send a broadcast email to everybody, you think about who's going to help the most and only send that email to the people who care about that thing. So you don't lower the engagement from everybody who doesn't really care about that thing. And, and similarly, could... you can stick them in a campaign, which automates the whole thing. Does so your software is a, is a survey type yeah. thing. So I'm thinking mm -hmm. like Google Forms, SurveyMonkey, Rocket Forms, whatever. Drag and drop a survey together. Mm -hmm. And it then will link to, let's say, my MailChimp, Active Campaign, Constant Contact, exactly. Drip, email tool that exactly. will then segment my list so that when I'm, so like we're launching a whole bunch of cool stuff right now. And we actually yep. do have segmented lists. You'll be proud of me. Um, I'm a marketer. Um, <laughs> and so the way we're crafting it, we're not even sending it to every segment of the list. And to each segment, we're saying, hey, you Linkfluencer, because like all of our LinkedIn people, we've got this cool thing coming up and here's how it relates to all your LinkedIn stuff that we've been talking about with you. Hey, exactly. my marketing person who downloaded my guide, here's your updated copy of your guide. And by the way, we've got this really cool let's thing coming imagine. up. Exactly. So let's imagine you've got one program, right? Mm -hmm. Let's imagine you are launched. What's your program about? Uh, my current program is Marketing Magic. We're entering our okay. second cohort, and it's where you never waste money on marketing again. Okay. So we've got this Marketing Magic course. So this Let's is going to be a great example. Yeah, perfect. So you might go to your list, and you might think, okay, I've got this one program. But each of the people in my different segments are going to want a certain benefit from that. They've got a certain objection to it. They've got a certain thing they're trying to achieve. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to market this one program, Marketing Magic, from that angle. So if one of your angles, and I'm going to make this up, so apologies, but you'll get the idea. If, if one of your angles is about how do I get more traffic, and you know that there's, you've got a whole bunch of your people on, your, on, one, of your, on one of your segments of your list, their tags or whatever, which, which really care about getting more traffic, you're going to say, hey, You've been, I know you've been struggling with your traffic. We've actually got four modules in my new program, Marketing Magic, which is all about how to get you to that place and then where to take it, for, take it next. And now every time you communicate with that segment, with those people, you're going to talk about how that course, how your program helps them do the thing they want to do. Because guess what? I'm afraid, and you know this, Asti, I know this. Nobody cares about your course. They don't care about your course. They just care about the problem they've got and where they want to get to now. They totally. care about the transformation that they're going to achieve at the outcome of having completed your course. And they care about how they visualize that. So if you can talk directly to the things that are in their heart and in their mind, and you can tap into that, that's when we start seeing sales. And this is where we start to see conversions. Oh, um, genius. Sorry, this, I just interrupted this, you. Okay, that's cool. you have to hear what I did. And... And now, because I'm talking to you today, I am going to do something totally different. Guys, all of you listening, you are going to make a change as of this second because of Robin Kennedy. I'm going to tell you the change you're going to make. So I- Is it dye your hair? <laughs> yeah, you know, I am desperate for hot pink. Um, I actually went um, to like, I did like a, a, a teal blue. Um, wow, brave, brave for, color. For, for like a day. It was a wig, but it anyway, was so cool. <laughs> Sorry, I totally derailed you there. It was so cool. Anyway, okay. 
back to, to hair dyeing. No, what were we saying? Um, Making a change. We're all going to make a change because of Robin Kennedy's genius and fabulous. This is what we're going to do. So a lot of times, so I'm, I have a, this, um, I'm speaking at a conference soon. By the time this airs live, now you guys know when I record these, I'll have spoken at the conference already a month ago, but I'm speaking at a conference and we've got these cards and we're launching this really, really cool thing, five day challenge, which Again, for all of you listening, it's already been launched. You've already been through it. La la. Okay. Um, but it's going to happen. And on the card, it says it lists five different key pain points. Right. Are you dealing, do you need more help? Like, what's your main thing? Branding, advertising, digital marketing, including social media. Um, and I don't remember the other two, but they were good. And then people <laughs> check off the boxes. And right. then we only use that exactly how you always said. Give me the general idea for the general pitch. But now, because I spoke to Robin Kennedy, we are going to log in the system what boxes they checked off. So all of you guys who are getting my emails, you're going to be like, whoa, SD sent me an email that really speaks to me. Well, we opened the back doors over here on the podcast. Now you know why. <laughs> That's why it's happening. Well, I, I, we heard something. We were, we were interviewed on another podcast, or we had a, a guest on our oh, free market that's walking into a podcast. And somebody said to us, well, what about... But, People say the reason that they unsubscribe from email lists is because they get too much email. I'm going to let you know. Uh, liars. Liars. It's just, well, it's just, and I'll tell you why it's not true. I can tell you now, if an attractive lady was emailing me 42 times a day, telling me how handsome she thinks I am, I'm never unsubscribing from her. <laughs> if, you try, if you try and sell me, I don't know, something I really don't want, like, I don't know, like a sports something, a sports package about a gym membership, I'm unsubscribing immediately. Yeah. The only reason people unsubscribe is because they get too many irrelevant emails. And why irrelevant? I don't mean the offer's irrelevant. I mean the angle at which the thing you talk about with me is irrelevant. So how do we make it more relevant? And that's what we should try to be doing. Relevance, relevance, relevance. I love, love, lovely, love this. And guys, every single one of you, if you send a single email from the time you listen to this, you better segment it and talk not just to your people, as everyone says, but talk to the different pain points of your people differently. A little bit more work, way good, bigger return. I oh love my gosh. it. You'll see higher people, people open, your open rate will go up, your unsubscribe will go down, and your sales will go up. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to part one of this episode. Stay tuned for part two going live Thursday. And of course, subscribe. You do not want to miss this. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?